0: Crossview Radio, a weekly podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. I'm uh, looking forward to the conversation today because I've got a good friend of mine here with me, uh, Jason Little. Uh, is uh, a friend from when we were down in uh, South Carolina and we got to know each other. In fact, actually worked together uh, for a short period of time and uh, attended church together. Jason Little is the executive director of CDI, which is Christian Discipleship International. And I'm really looking forward to hearing a little bit more about this ministry and uh, Jason, your heart for uh, ministering the gospel to really uh, all nations. So Jason, thanks for being here. It's great to be with you, John. Good to see you and your family. Yeah, glad to have you. Glad to catch up a little bit. I hope that uh, the cold weather here in Ohio is not uh, scaring you away, but... uh... Not too bad.
1: (laughs) Not too bad. Uh,
0: Jason, tell us a little bit. um, uh, Probably a lot of people listening may not have heard of CDI, Christian Discipleship International. Can you explain uh, maybe a little bit of... Uh, the organization itself, and then also kind of your role and part in that? Absolutely.
1: CDI uh, started about 35 years ago under the leadership of Bill Piper. Bill Piper is John Piper's father. And on our website, cdimen.org, you can read a little bit more of the background of that relationship and how Bill Piper started this organization under the name ROGMA International. Mm-hmm. And it was started as a correspondence course discipleship ministry. So Bill Piper, in response to evangelistic meetings he held both in the U.S. and in Western Africa, he wrote discipleship courses to be used for personal study and follow-up for new believers. And over the years, those courses were uh, translated into over 50 languages and used Mm -hmm. in over 60 countries, Um, We still get requests every now and then for the original courses in order to be translated Mm -hmm. into a new language or a new dialect. And so over the 35-year history, God has just blessed the use of those courses and lessons for personal discipleship. Um, It's also used in many jail ministries. We regularly still receive um, handwritten letters requesting uh, courses to be sent to prisoners who are incarcerated and desire to study and learn more Mm -hmm. uh, from the Bible. So it's had an interesting history. And about three years ago, we decided to uh, take the ministry in a different direction, uh, really still based on the courses and still using the courses internationally. But we began really looking at the leaders and the people that God brought to the ministry over the years and we began to see a great number of leaders emerging that are not connected to any other organization. And these are national leaders that are already embedded in countries mm-hmm. and serving faithfully. And so we began about a two to two and a half year process of um, connecting further with these individuals and working to um, develop deeper relationships with them. Mm-hmm. And I can talk more about that in a moment. But my role with the organization started about four years ago. I came on in Uh, July of 2014 and started as um, working just with development and connecting with pastors and churches and missions organizations. And that was really part of what led to us taking the ministry in a different direction. And so coming up on a four-year anniversary and thankful to still be serving in this role.
0: Yeah. So you, um, uh, CDI started off as as you've kind of mentioned here as more content based. So someone, any part of the world who wanted to could take these courses, uh, kind of correspond back and forth. But really, maybe it was two, three years ago or so that really took um, a different turn. And I think one of the neat things about it and I'd like to hear kind of what it does a little bit more now, but it was um, a neat transition because you already had, as you mentioned, all these contacts in place all over the world really. And and now that really has served the transition well, I think. But tell us now this transition from more content-based to specifically what CDI is doing uh, now. Absolutely.
1: Well, I will say say that we still do have the courses available online, and so that material is still there, and people are still able to go online and Mm -hmm. and access that material and use the material, but as we considered the future of the ministry, we really wanted to transition, and we just believe God led us to transition to more of a people-based ministry rather than a content-based ministry for several reasons. One is that there's so much content readily available and good content available now that to continue to develop or you know, create new content was really not needed in, um, in what's going on. And we, we just appreciate the wealth of material that's already out there. Mm-hmm. And secondly, that our greatest resource are our people. And, and when I speak of people, I mean the leaders that God has connected with our ministry over the 35-year history. Um, we have leaders primarily in West and Central Africa, in India and in South Asia. So we have leaders scattered around all three of those locations. Many of them are within the 1040 window, ministering Mm -hmm. among millions and millions of people or access Mm -hmm. to millions of people and unreached and unengaged people groups. And as we've um, continued to develop and deepen our relationships with these leaders, um, that's really the emphasis that we have now is empowering these leaders to carry out the Great Commission Mm -hmm. right where they are. So we are uniquely positioned because of the people that God has connected us with over the years to be able to maintain and really um, mm-hmm. carry on our ministry in partnership with national leaders mm-hmm. who are already in the field.
0: Which is a little bit different from um, kind of the traditional uh, missions. You guys are not a missions agency, uh, and and correct me here, but you're not dealing with uh, missionaries directly, Right. Correctly, correct. Not Western missionaries. Sure.
1: Um, so we would view, in a sense, national pastors mm-hmm. and national leaders as a missionary sure. in that sense, but they're not sent out in the traditional format of raising support mm-hmm. and uh, and then sending them, deploying them to the field. You know, we're blessed to have um, really good relationships with trusted national leaders mm-hmm. that have developed over decades of, mm. of time serving together in a content-based ministry.
0: So now how do you take that? So you've got these national contacts all over the place, all over the world. How are you connecting them uh, with um, with resources back here uh, in the States?
1: Good. Well, the, the first part is is as we have learned and gotten to know them, we've also made it a very intentional point to meet them where they are. So we mm-hmm. have been making trips over the past two to three years to meet our national partner candidates in their place of ministry. We feel very strongly we cannot represent them well um, or accurately even to churches and individuals in the states unless we have been there in person and seen them, met them, um, met their families, and we've been able to uh, personally um, view and see and, and vet what's going on in their place of ministry. So, We see ourselves now as a networking Mm -hmm. conduit ministry, so we are striving to um, receive the stories and the reports and the input from our national partners Mm -hmm. and then tell those stories, whether it's on social media, through our newsletters, or through personal presentations and visits in churches or with individuals, just to share what God is doing through these very capable leaders all over the world. And our strategy for churches and individuals, what we're asking for them to do is to partner with us and literally to use that word partner, the first part of that, as an acronym, P-A-R-T. So we're asking churches and individuals to to partner with us through prayer, through accountability, through resources, and then finally through training. Mm-hmm. And it really the starting point of it all is prayer. And so we're just trying to connect um people here or really around the world to what god is doing in all these locations with our partners our national partners and to just get the word out and mm-hmm. for people to be praying and so you can subscribe to our prayer updates at our website uh, there's a link at the very top of the page mm-hmm. you can click on in just a couple of steps you can subscribe to receive prayer updates so every time we publish those they'll come to your inbox early mm-hmm. in the morning so whether you access your email early or At whatever point throughout the day, that prayer update will be waiting for you.
0: What is that website just for people who are interested? Yeah, it is
1: cdimin.org. C D I M I N.org. Okay. And that'll take you to our homepage.
0: What does the, uh, you you mentioned this four part strategy that you guys are um, um, implementing here. In in terms of just practically what that looks like, so you're basically networking national pastors with maybe a pastor here in the States. What does that look like in terms of just real practically how they're interacting with each other and, and that kind of thing?
1: That's great. What we would love to see is relationships. And, John, I'm glad you mentioned that. We, we're very strongly committed to the local church. So mm-hmm. even though we are yeah. a, a parachurch organization, mm-hmm. an autonomous organization, we, we feel very strongly that we want to be supporting national partners yeah. who are serving within the context of a local church, number one. And number two We want to connect them with pastors and local churches here, Mm -hmm. congregations that can get to know these men, their Mm -hmm. families, their burdens, their needs, um, to be highly relational and highly connected. So we would envision um, missions-minded individuals and churches and pastors and and a combination of all three to begin to build um, relationship with our national partners through email, through um, FaceTime, Conversations, mm-hmm. phone calls, even text messages, and all of that would be structured. It wouldn't be mm-hmm. uh, loose to where anything goes at any time. We would have parameters, and you know we would be a part of that coaching process to mm-hmm. where, you know, a pastor here wouldn't be burdened with correspondence. Um, all of that would be, you know, we we'd, we'd be, mm-hmm. have a role there to, to manage it well. But we still want to have a you know give an opportunity for pastors to to build a. Um, you know, a good relationship with a national partner overseas. And that's a unique opportunity as we see it.
0: Um, You know, it really differs. And again, uh, to just uh, reemphasize this, you guys are not a missions agency. You're more of your networking, um, you know, ministries and resources together. So this really is different from what the traditional uh, missions model has been. And I appreciated, um, as you've been sharing with our church, Um, even as you, as you preached for us, you know, the idea that, you know, you're not trying to overturn or reinvent the wheel or something like that. But at the same time, sometimes, um, you know, the typical missionary model has been, you send an American missionary over, uh, and then they serve for 50 years or whatever. And then another American replaces them. Um, how does that, again, why, why we're, maybe that's not necessarily, I mean, God can use that, but how does something like that really inhibit ministry in one sense? And how does CDI kind of overcome some of those limitations? Sure. Well, again, we, our
1: starting point is the relationship that we already have with, with trusted national partners that's mm-hmm. been developed over decades of ministry. And um, to many mission traditional mission agencies' credit, um, I see a lot of movement in that direction anyway. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of organizations that are intentionally yeah, uh, discipling nationals and um, turning over leadership to national mm-hmm. pastors, which I think is is the right um, direction for for us mm-hmm. as as a global church to be taking. Um, but we already have those relationships, mm-hmm. and so we're really just building on what God has already given to us. Uh, these are men that are already embedded in their culture. I mean that this is their culture; they're not coming to mm-hmm. it from somewhere else. They know the language. They know the mm-hmm. culture. They know the the context. Um, they understand the challenges. They understand the people. And these are men that are already serving. They're they're not waiting for us to tell them what to do. These are men that are already doing mm-hmm. the work. And our job, as we see it, is to come alongside of them and to further empower them
0: to be able to carry out the Great Commission. Yeah. Um. So to fill some gaps for them. Yeah. And that and that really I think helps in. in in the sense that they they can evangelize, they can disciple their own culture better than we can.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: and and the same is the opposite is true. Um, if we had someone from another country come over here, the the learning curve would be significant to be able to minister. And so there's advantages I think to uh, to that. So that's so I I appreciate that about CDI.
1: And going back to the partner yeah. strategy, starting with prayer, and then the A stands for accountability. So that, it, again, naturally flows out of a relation, a relationship. Mm-hmm. So whenever there's steady correspondence, um, there can be regular accountability. And, and we don't mean that to be in the sense of moral accountability, although it may be, but mm-hmm. really just ministry accountability. Yeah. And it's more of a the idea of, of, of relational partnership and just mm-hmm. encouraging one another, um, holding each other accountable, lifting each other's arms yeah. when we're weak. Um, and we're hopeful that those relationships with individuals and churches will then lead to the R which is resources mm-hmm. So when there are some gaps, uh, whether it be for um, you know Bibles or mm-hmm. discipleship materials, um, it could be a, a computer in, mm-hmm. in some scenarios it could be help with transportation or um, you know logistical things there, there, there's just a variety of needs and gaps that exist in certain countries and contexts that We may not even be aware of Mm -hmm. in our context that are very real needs there and that our partners on their own strength and with their own resources just simply cannot fill. And so we want to come alongside them and networking by networking with individuals and churches and organizations, even businesses Mm -hmm. in the state. Sure. To be able to help fill some of those gaps.
0: The other thing I think that you had mentioned before, and I'd be curious to hear a little bit more about this, is you're looking forward to um, some training opportunities where maybe some, uh, after some relationships are built with pastors here in the States, where they can actually go over and, and train some Absolutely. nationals. What Can you explain a little bit of yeah, that?
1: Yeah, That's great. And really our heart here is for both pastors in the States mm. and pastors overseas. So most of our national partners are are living and serving in the immediate context of a city. So they have an an urban center Mm -hmm. and so they have access to resources such as internet and banking, transportation, but they are ministering primarily um, to rural or village pastors outside of the city Mm -hmm. who have very little theological and practical education. Mm -hmm. Many of them um, are are followers of Jesus. They're passionate about serving. They want to they want to do the work of the ministry, and the need is there, the opportunities are mm-hmm. there, but um, the gaps are very, very real. The theological and practical gaps are real. So that's the T in our partner um, mm-hmm. strategy is to partner with um, our brothers overseas to help fill mm-hmm. those gaps and provide some training. And that's where we haven't. We see it as an opportunity for U.S. pastors to be able to join with CDI and be a part of this training, to go on a, short, a short-term a short training trip or mission Mm -hmm. to, um, to Haiti or to Africa or to India or to South Asia and to invest a week or two with, uh, pastors with little or no theological education. Mm -hmm. And in, in any one of those contexts, um, anything that we are able to, to bring and to share, um, and for them to be able to bring home as far as practical application is incredibly Mm -hmm. valuable. And especially if we're able to bring any resources with us that we can leave with them. Mm
0: -hmm. Is this a two-way street? I mean, what kind of opportunities exist for them counseling and even discipling us in some scenarios?
1: I think it naturally happens. Um, You you ask any American Christian that that travels to a foreign country and engages with brothers and sisters in Christ there, they're going to come back different. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to naturally happen. There's going to be... Um, some humbling. There's going to be some humility. There's mm-hmm. going to be um, God working in our hearts as we as we just minister with and among brothers and sisters in Christ in a different context. I know for me, um, that's just been very eye opening over the years to travel to different countries and mm-hmm. interact with um, with brothers and sisters in Christ who do things very differently than the way we do it in the states. Mm-hmm. But yet they love Jesus. Uh, they're making disciples. They're passionate about His kingdom. And great things are happening. So I think the discipleship does go both ways. And it's not just passive. Um, I believe Mm -hmm. that our brothers and sisters in Christ can actively teach us. And as we engage and ask questions, there's no doubt going to be some
0: fruit that's harvested in our own hearts. And I think that that um, is is important for that two-way street because I think there's a tendency, um, and maybe this is an arrogance or a pride kind of thing, where sometimes we can think, well, we we as the Western Christians, we're the ones who know, you know, all the things we know. It, we're smart. We're and you need to learn from us because we're experienced and we're good. And, and I don't think that's healthy. Um, I think we have one of my friends remind reminds me that we have an embarrassment of riches here, and I think that we can share those with other cultures, but also be, as you said, humble enough to be able to glean truth from. From them and and even ask them, hey, what's where's some cultural blind spots that I have? What am I yeah. missing? Um, in, in my ministry, and I I think um I think that would be great to have that two way uh, street. I know that you mentioned as well uh, before, you know, even some opportunities like maybe doing a Skype or a FaceTime with some of these pastors during a, a church service or a prayer meeting or something, and just getting an opportunity to. Have them right here in front of you, and I think that'd be such a encouragement to even our own people here in the states and yeah, and across. Uh, it's been one
1: of the greatest joys and opportunities yeah. that I've had over the past um, two years or so interacting with our national partner candidates. Is that and what struck me maybe more than anything, John, is that th- these are men just like us. Mm-hmm. You know, they have they have a wife, they have children in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, their their children are, um you know, fun and, and love to play yeah. and get into trouble just like ours <laughs> do. Uh, they're, they're just normal families, yeah. and um, they're, they're just their fellow partners in yep. the ministry. And yep. it's just so sweet to be able to... To interact with them, mm-hmm. um,
0: just on a normal level, sure. as brothers in Christ. Sure. So, sure. If uh, if someone's listening to this and they're curious to find out more, they can go to the website cdimin.org. org. Is that right? That's okay, min dot org. And I assume there's a contact us section there, Absolutely. and uh, they can uh, email or reach out to you guys and talk about. Um, you know, ways to, to get connected there. So.
1: Absolutely. Yep. We would love to answer any questions, uh, someone may have. And if anything we've said today, uh, kind of piques your interest and you'd like mm-hmm. to hear more, uh, please definitely reach out to us and yep. we'd love to answer those questions.
0: And I think you guys are on what, Facebook and Twitter as well. We so yep. you guys can connect, uh, there with them too. So, all right, great. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, John. Really enjoyed the conversation. Enjoyed, uh, having you up here and spend some time together and praying for you and hope that things continue to go well. So thanks, John. Yeah, it's been great to be coming. with you. Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Reno, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We meet Sundays at 10am at the Orville YMCA. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us online at crossvieworville.com.